Welcome back to another episode of Mental Health Mondays, the week of November 14th. I just checked the date. I don't even know if that's correct. I already can't remember. But I think it's November 14th. It's middle of November. Year went by very quickly. Might as well be 2023 in my head. It's kind of crazy. Time just keeps on going. Time keeps on ticking. Um, another week. Congratulations again. Uh, we made it somehow, some way. Don't know how your week was. Mine was the week from hell, absolutely. Um, which happens. It's okay. It's part of life. Here I, here I am. I know it's Monday if you're watching this or any other day, but here I am on a, another Sunday. Uh, I made it again. So, you know, that's encouraging that even though the week was very tough, I'm here again still kicking and talking to no one. Um, yeah, man. Fucking tough week, super tough week. But even in the in the in the toughest times is when we get lessons from the universe, and it's just a matter of if we're listening or if we're being perceptive of them or not. That uh, allows us to learn from them and grow as people, or just get beaten down and um, not grow and stay stagnant and stay still. But it's just a shitty week. Um, Started off just, it was raining here in L.A., which is fine. I actually look forward to it when it rains, which sounds so ridiculous. That's how spoiled we are with the weather in L.A., that we get excited when it rains a little, especially if you're from the East Coast. It's like, oh, it feels like home for five seconds. Um, It was fine. It was raining, but I live in a 100-year-old house that's been, like, super modernized, and I love this place, but I noticed one other time when it rained very lightly that uh, there was quite a leak coming from the vent above our, you know, the fan, our kitchen fan above our stove. So whatever. I didn't really think much of it. Um, If you really think about it, the vent of your kitchen is just a big hole that goes up to the top of your house. So it makes sense that some water would come through there. I didn't really think much of it. But that was when it rained lightly many months ago, many moons ago. This week, however, it rained very hard for two days straight, and my fucking kitchen was a mess, completely covered in water. The stove had like an inch and a half of water, however high the stove is, completely covered in water, and it was completely dripping through the vent, which means it's not just rainwater, it's also picking up whatever nasty shit is being ventilated out, or, you know, like the steam and smoke of when you're cooking. So it's kind of greasy and nasty. The water was gross. And not just on the stove, but also leaked across the counter. And, you know, if you sleep through the night and it rains all night, that's a lot of water without realizing. So the entire floor in front of the stove and oven covered in water um, leaked all the way around the corner of our our. Like, it's like a counter like this, stove in the middle, counter, counter. Leaked down in front of the stove, underneath the stove, I mean, like, underneath the oven, and then all the way around the corner of our counter into the other, like, little hallway area by our refrigerator. So, fucking clusterfuck. And then when the guy came to fix it, very sweet Korean man. He's very nice every time he comes. Pretty sure he made it worse, which sucks, because, you know, he's just trying his, trying his damn best trying his damnedest to help us, but I think it made it worse. Leak got worse. And we just, it was just a cycle of, like, putting as many towels down as we have. We don't even have that many towels. We have, like, 
four that we actually use to like when we shower and then a couple shitty ones. Usually you use your shitty towels, right, for stuff like that. We had to use all our towels. So constantly like folding them, making them into as big of sponges as we could. We were using old bed sheets at one point to try to like sop up the water um, and then throwing them in the dryer, cycling any dry towels we had back in because if we left it for the amount of time it takes to dry the towels, it would be a mess again. So it was a clusterfuck. That was how the week started. So not a great start to the week, whatever. I, don't, I didn't really care. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was frustrating because we couldn't use the, the oven, the stove and stuff, but it wasn't that big of a deal. So, you know, I'm, it, usually I'm pretty good at just brushing that stuff off, whatever. It also gave us an excuse to try out our new air fryer, which, let me tell you, I was getting annoyed by everyone sucking the air fryer's dick for so long, but they were right. The air fryer is the shit. Made chicken wings two nights this past week. Oh my god, fantastic! And they're not fried in oil, and you know the the like real nasty stuff that's on them kind of drips to the bottom, and you don't have to eat it, which was great. Anyways, so that was like a little silver lining to like this shitty kitchen situation. So uh, yeah, that was like the beginning of the week, and then on top of that, you know, living in LA, it's just kind of part of it, part of the grind. Money's tight. So that was another stress this week, kind of like in and out of work, not making the money that I usually do. So that sucks. That's always a tough one. Um, as young people, well, you know, I don't know what, how old you are, but as young people, we are, we're all kind of going through that in our own ways. Um, it's hard not to play, play the comparison game of like, because I do have friends that are my age that have houses and are starting families. And good for them. That's fantastic. That's the path they chose and that's the path that was meant for them and that's I'm very happy for them. So it's hard, but it's hard not to compare yourself slightly to that situation when you're like, fuck, dude, I'm living in this super expensive apartment um, and, like, just barely getting by every month. So that sucks. And that, so it rained two, two, three days in a row, poured rain. The joy got ripped out of it by the flooding. And then right into, like, shit, dude, I'm broke. And then right into... Um, just some personal stuff, some health issues, not for me, but from people very close to me that are very scary, to be quite frank. Um, it's just like the gifts that life was just, just kept feeding us little more nuggets of like, huh, see, it's not always easy. So, which sucks. It sucked to deal with. Um, luckily we have each other to like lean on, my family and my loved ones really good supporting cast around us right now. So that's very helpful. But I, and I tend to always err on the side of like, it's probably not something really, really bad. We don't need to immediately go to like the worst possible scenario. I think that that's foolish. I think that like, I think Hermione Granger said it best. She said, uh, fear the thing is worse than the thing itself or something like that. Basically just when you set yourself up and you get anxious and scared and nervous about something that might never even happen or something that does happen, the fear and worry leading up to actually finding out if it was bad news is much worse than the actual bad news itself. Because when, when you at least know, when you have the, the, the bad news to deal with, you can plan accordingly. You can take the next steps to ensure that it doesn't become worse news. But when you don't know, it's like, well, it could be this, it could be that, it could be this. So... That's something else that we are dealing with here. 
um, which, again, don't know if it's anything bad, but certainly seems like something's going on health-wise. And so that's tough. But when, when you or a loved one is dealing with a serious health problem, it puts everything else into perspective very quickly. Again, this earlier this week, my kitchen flooded because of the rain. Then I was out of work for a couple of days, wasn't making the money I needed to. Some other things happened. Uh, I got into a car accident this week. We'll talk about that in a second. A little fender bender, nothing serious. But And also on top of that, the daily hustle of like trying to make sure that I'm checking all the things off the boxes, all the checking all the boxes of the things that I need to get done music-wise, like trying to continue to rehearse for this, this show coming up. I keep saying show coming up. Don't have a date yet, but it will be one. And then now I'm entering this new world of like TikTok and shit. And it's no disrespect to anyone that does that stuff. It's just I don't like doing it. It fr- it frustrates me. It's not as easy as you think either, which is another thing that frustrates me. I'm not someone to shy away at stuff that I'm not good at. I don't care. It's I'd like to try stuff even if I'm not good at it. That's fine. But when you think you will be good at something and then you're not, it's like, damn, this is, I feel kind of dumb. I thought this was going to be way easier. And I found that making these stupid little TikToks and like, not, not to mention, I find that it's obviously very forced and artificial and fake. With that said, I'm no stranger to having to play the game to like set yourself up for success. So I'm okay with that. It is what it is. But like being annoyed and stressed out about little stuff like that, and then something serious happens, and it's like, oh, literally none of that matters. All that matters is your health, the health of those you love, and the amount of happiness you can squeeze out of every moment and every day. And I think that whether I realize it or not, whether I realize it or not, um, the universe put me in my place this, this past week. God put me in my place this past week. And was like, hey, buddy, get your priorities back in check because there's a lot more serious shit than your worries and your complaints about whatever it might be. And the main serious thing being health and how fleeting health is and how if you don't pay attention to your health or the health of those around you, it could slip away very quickly and become something super serious and super scary and dangerous and so that's what we're dealing with right now. But um, I guess me being the eternal optimist is trying to look at it from the perspective of like, oh, this is a message from from elsewhere of being like, hey, slow down and enjoy your life because it's been very difficult for me the past I don't know. I thought I was doing good, but I guess the past couple of weeks, maybe the past month, it's been difficult for me to just slow down and enjoy the process. And I realized, too, I got to stop waiting for everything to be okay to be okay because that might never happen. And it, it won't ever happen. There will always be struggles and challenges that arise, and that shouldn't affect my day-to-day happiness. Um that's just part of the game. Just charge it to the game. Like that's just literally what life is. 
is you're going to con- consistently meet new challenges that maybe you never even thought would be an issue, um, but they they will be. And um, so I guess what I'm more mean by that is like, I keep having it in my head that once this happens, then I'll be happy. Or once I achieve this, then I won't be worried about that, so I'll have more space for happiness in my life. Or once I get past this hurdle, like I'll, my whole everything will be better. But the truth is, it's still going to be me there achieving that thing, and all my demons and all my thoughts and all my worries are still going to be in me, and I'm still going to be dealing with them. And then, even if I'm not, even if it is something specific to something I'm trying to achieve, and I get past that and I achieve that thing, something else will come up, and then I'll have new stresses and new worries and new anxiety about this new thing. And so I realized this week very much that I need to stop waiting for things to be okay to be okay. Uh, And that's something I'm working on. That's something that I've preached in episodes in the past, Um, just being content and happy. And I've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. And I don't really know. I can't really put my finger on exactly why, but something has changed in me a bit recently. You know what it is? I don't know if this is what it is, but things have been so good in my personal life that now I'm looking for other problems to to solve. And I think when you're someone who like tries is very goal driven, dream driven, you have big grand aspirations. When things are okay, it becomes a little uncomfortable in a way. So you have to add discomfort to make yourself feel comfortable because you're more comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's kind of what I've been dealing with recently. It's like things in my personal life, in my relationship specifically, um, and my family, like everything's going good. Uh, you know, there, there are obviously some things that like, if I had the power, I'd change them. And, but I don't, so I don't, I'm not trying not to dwell on those things, but like the things that I'm typically day to day, like might cause me stress. Those things have been very good. So it's like, why am I not happier or more content and just more like more at ease? It seems like I'm like very, and I don't know, it's just a really hard line to toe between, again, not being complacent and like striving to achieve more and to um, to push my career further, to expand my consciousness and like, I don't know, become more aware and more like enlightened. And I don't, I don't really have a word for it. I guess like become more enlightened about everything going on in me at all times, uh, going on around me at all times. Um, it's like a, it's a tough balance to <clears throat> withhold. It's tough to balance. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Sorry. It's tough to balance not being complacent, pushing yourself forward, having grand aspirations, and also like being happy in the moments that you're not going after those things in a quiet moment and you're eating dinner or you're just sitting there chilling with the people that you care about. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely something that I struggle with constantly because I almost feel guilty if I'm like not, I almost feel guilty if I'm not anxious about something like 
as if if I'm not anxious, I'm not giving that thing the energy and attention it needs. But it doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be, I don't need to be anxious about the thing. I don't need to be like chomping at the bit at all times about this one specific thing. I need to just like be okay in this moment that this moment is not, I'm not using this moment for that thing. I'm using this moment to be happy because, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like I'm okay right now, right here in this room doing whatever I'm doing. I don't have to be stressed out about something that's not in this room right now. But I feel like if I'm not stressed out about it, that like I won't ever achieve those things. Like I I have to put this added pressure on myself, which again, in if you frame it the correct way, I think is a good thing. But it's very difficult to balance it being a good thing and it being super detrimental to like your mental health and your overall happiness. And again, back to what we've been dealing with, it's like all that sounds great and then you throw in the mix like some someone having some health issues or something like that. It's like literally, clearly none of that matters at all compared to your health and your well-being and your happiness. Um, without your health, you have nothing. Health is wealth. All those very played out tropes are all true that like your health is paramount over everything if you're unhealthy. I, be, I mean, to me, what I mean basically is your life, your actual essence of life versus being dead is more important than anything. You can't achieve any of the things that you want or you know, have any of these experiences that you long for if you're not healthy, if you're not alive. So when things happen around you to remind you that it's just, it's, it's like jarring. It's like, oh, yeah, none of that other stuff matters. I've been living very, like, distracted. I've been living very in the way that I try to tell other people not to live, which is distracted by the artificial stuff instead of being, like, some of that stuff is okay. Again, being goal-oriented, being driven, very good. Um, throwing all of your being into something you love and care about, very good. But if it's coming at the price of your happiness and or like coming at the price of having a proper perspective on what really matters in your life and in the life of those around you that you care about, that's no good. So this past week has really been like a lesson from God, from above, from the universe of, hey, that's all well and good keep doing your thing, but it could all go away very quickly. And who's going to be there when it does and what's going to be there when it does. So it's it's been quite a week. <laughs> it's been quite a week for me and the people in my life. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's going to be, I, I have very much faith. I have faith that everything's going to work out and be fine. I'm not too worried about it. But at the same time, it's like there are there is a world where something very serious could be going on. And so it's you have to at least prepare yourself for that being a possibility. And in my head, when I prepare myself for that being a possibility, again, it just shows me like, oh yeah, none of that other stuff really matters. This is way more important at the end of the day. So, and again, it's like, I don't want that to 
discourage like I, I also don't want to discourage myself from continuing to go after the things I want and love and continuing to be like hardworking and stuff and holding myself to a high standard. But at the same time, I got to find some sort of happy medium of like just being happy because like I said, things like it's not going to change once I get there, wherever there is, it's not, it's, there's going to be a new problem that arises. And if I'm not equipped with the mental tools to be happy in whatever moment um, or whatever situation, whatever period of time in life, if I'm not equipped to be happy in them now, then it's not going to change once this thing happens or once I finally do this or once, you know. Uh, so that's what I, I keep trying to tell myself. And I just got to – I suggest that you also – Remind yourself of that, too, because it's very easy to get caught up in the rat race of whatever you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is um, and kind of forget the things that at the end of the day are a lot more important than those things. We're just, you know, we're way smaller than we think. And our experiences are way more similar to each other's than we think. Um, and it doesn't mean what you want for your life is small. It's not. It's the biggest thing in your world, and it should be, and it should be treated as such. But also, at the same time, again, with something like like a health condition arises, it's like, oh, wow, this is so much fucking more important. Just being alive and being healthy enough to be happy is much more important than whatever your problems at work or, you know, your problems with a person, it's, it's just really this last week has really put that in perspective of me. And also another thing, I view myself as a good person. I think I'm a good person. Um, and if someone were to come to me with these issues I think that I would be receptive and be like understanding and empathetic and sympathetic to what they're going through. But I have to constantly remind myself, and this is not that big of an issue for me because I'm pretty good at it, but just kind of passing it on to anyone else listening. I have to constantly remind myself that like not everyone is wired that way. Not everyone is going to like understand. Not everyone is going to have the right thing to say to you. Not everyone is going to understand what you're going through. Not everyone is going to be able to put themselves in your shoes, even though they go through similar things in their life. It's just, unfortunately, like, and I understand, they're caught up in whatever they have going on, and that's okay. It doesn't make them a bad person, um, but you can't put your, you can't invest any stock into, like, other people being there for you. You got to have a good support system around you, but that might be one person. Not every person that you like and care about and love it doesn't mean like you having a loving, caring relationship with someone doesn't mean that they're going to be there for you in those times. And again, it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. Some people might feel differently like, oh, if you're not, that's not a true friend or whatever. That's not what I'm, I understand that point of view, but I just don't think you can expect everyone else to understand what you're going through and take it as seriously as you are because they're living their own human experience and having their own problems day to day. So it's best to not dwell on the reaction of other people when you're going through something 
because all you can really control is is your reactions and actions to what's going on around you. Can't control what they're going to think or say. And also, it's like that's just not the way to like keep a relationship holding someone to that high of a standard constantly. It's not really fair in my opinion. Like they're going to have weak moments where they're just not able to be there for you too. So, um that's another thing that kind of I had to remind myself of this week. It's like it's it's not their fault that they don't really get how serious this is to me, you know. They're not me. It's okay. Oh, man, what a week. And then again, all of this ended with me getting into a car accident on my way home from work from Friday. So <laughs> that was the icing on the cake, the cherry on top. But it sucks. Okay. Less serious stuff now. Driving home from work. I don't know if it was whose fault it was. And by me saying that, probably my fault. But the thing is, I know I'm a very good driver, okay? I can't expect other people to be good drivers or to know what's going on. So in that way, I take the responsibility. There's two lanes, okay? This lane, this lane, going this way. And then this lane breaks off into an exit lane. I'm in the, the leftmost lane. So obviously, you can't double cross the lane. That's not what I was trying to do, okay? The exit's coming up. I'm in the le- all, all the way to the left. So I start to go into the right lane, and I'm getting in the right lane. And the person behind me is going way too fast, okay? You see what I'm saying? I entered their lane, but they're going way too fast, an older woman. Um, and now as I'm going in this lane, I'm trying to get into the other lane as well. So I'm driving, merge into this lane, and now I'm going to merge into this other lane. Rather than just slowing down, the person decides to try to go around, like is going so fast that rather than slamming on the brakes or like, going left. I don't know. I don't know where her head was at. She tries to swerve and go around me. And by doing that, I clipped the driver's back driver's side, like wheel bearing. Barely. Genuinely, I'm talking barely. To the point where if she had just kept going, I would have just gone home and been like, oh, that sucked. It, my car has the slightest scuff and like a tiny dent in my fender. Like, listen, I live in a city Shit happens all the time. If you park, I have to park. I don't have a parking spot. I park on the street. My car obviously is going to have little dings and dents and scratches. It sucks. I don't want it to. I mean, it's a nice car, but it's like, what? That's the least of my worries. Get out of the car. Again, she doesn't know what I'm going through, which is not her fault. But in the back of my head, I'm like, if only this lady knew what this week has been like for me. Like, this is the last thing I need. Um, she was, you know, a, she was an older woman, and she looked at me, nose ring. She profiled me, in my opinion. Nose ring, tattoos, um, and she just immediately was like, she like, I don't know. She didn't curse me out or anything, but she was just like, what, what were you doing? And I'm like, what were you doing? You know, I, I, I understand that, like, you were in that lane, but the way, you, what you did is just not what a normal driving reaction should have been. But also, it's like it's hard. It's hard to remember exactly how. I I, I don't care if it's my fault. It's my fault. Whatever. It's not that big of a deal because it wasn't a bad accident or anything. But I went up to her car with her to like check on the damage, and I'm telling you, it was literally a scuff. I have no damage on my car, and she has less damage than I did. But she's like, "Well, I have to call insurance," and I'm like, "I understand. That's okay. Some people are very by the book. That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. I get it." But 
in my head, I'm like, this is just your like your insurance is what are they gonna pay for to for a guy to like spit on his shirt and rub out the stain? I, it's uh, so in my head, I'm like, this is kind of dumb because now both of our insurances will probably go up or what? I don't know exactly how that stuff works, but that's always what I've been kind of told. I'm like, fuck. So she call her insurance, whatever. I don't. I mean, I didn't call my insurance yet. I don't. I think I'm probably supposed to, especially if she files a claim. But I just feel like I'm not gonna go through my insurance to get it fixed. It doesn't need. It's not like that. I have like ding and dent protection from my because it's a lease. It's a you know, and like through that they suggest you pay extra monthly for that. And I've never even used it. But if I brought it in to them, they'd be be able to like buff it out in two seconds so i don't understand why i need to call my insurance it was just dude it was the last thing i wanted to end my week like that then i get home and all the other things are still there too the stresses of like maybe some things going wrong medically it's just oh gosh man it was something else it was a poop week just straight shit week you know the shark week this was shit week fuck um, it's weird. It's just funny. When it rains, it pours, quite literally, because it rained too. But again, it's all just a lesson. That could have been a really bad accident. It wasn't. So what does it really matter? It doesn't. It's all good, man. Um, I'm just, I just got to take everything and, and put it, you know, put it in perspective of, Right now, I'm safe, and the people around me are safe, and we can't control what might come from what test result or what exam or this or that. We don't know yet, so it's best not to dwell on the worst-case scenario. Right now, everything is okay, and we're going to find out what isn't okay and move forward and try to fix it. And that's all I can do. That's all we can do as people is... Just take things as they come. It's natural to have at least one moment to worry about the worst case scenario. And I think in some ways that can be okay. That's That can be positive to be like mentally prepared for if something really bad is going on. But at the same time, to dwell on it is crazy talk. You can't do that. So breathe it in, breathe it out, on to the next day. Onto the next moment, be okay in that moment, be okay in that day. That's really all you can do. Um, and it just again for the hundred and fifteenth time, when you start to have when you have no problems and you're creating your anxiety and your stress by yourself by putting pressure on yourself again. Okay, sometimes that's good. Sometimes you need that to push you to achieve what you want to do in life. But when you're putting those outside pressures on yourself and then something real happens it just all that stuff fades away and you focus in on this actual important thing so uh i don't want anything bad to happen to anyone i love but if anything if nothing else this week has helped me shift my perspective and help snap my brain back into place and like has eliminated some of the distractions that I was dealing with the past few weeks. So I'm grateful for that, if nothing else, because I didn't really like 
It's like you can see yourself not in the right frame of mind, but can't break out of it sometimes. So it was just good to, uh, I'm just glad that I was perceptive enough to see what really matters and let it kind of snap me out of it. Yikes. And that, yeah, then there's this whole TikTok situation. And it's like, again, I get that it's a necessary evil, but I hate doing it. I hate it. I hate, I like the ones where it's me making music and stuff. That's fine. Even though they can be a little cheesy, it's okay. It's me making music and it's music I like and love and trust in. And so I'm okay with sharing it with the world. That's fine. But then the other ones of like setting the camera up and actually editing it on the app and like doing what's trending and stuff, it lit. I know it sounds excessive. And again, I'm okay with doing it because it's part of it. And if if I'm not willing to pay that small price of like taking some time out to do silly videos and stuff like that to continue to like grow the momentum and following on my actual music, then I'm not meant to do this. And I don't believe that. I believe I am meant to do this. So it's okay. But with that said, it's literally, it almost feels like, like I am cheating on myself or something. Like the second, I don't know what cheating feels like because I would never do that. No offense to anyone, that, whatever. I would never do that. But, so I don't know what it actually feels like. But it's like after I make the TikTok and I watch it and I post it, I literally have this pit in my stomach of like, oh God, how could I stoop to that level? Like, that's so not me and... I don't know what it is. It, I, I know that's dramatic, but it feels like it just, it feels like if I make seven TikToks, TikToks, if I make seven TikToks, it's like I'm Voldemort and each one of them is a horcrux. And like each time I post one, like ugh, a piece of my soul just shatters. That's how it feels to me. And, and I'm just, I'm embarrassed. But at the same time, it's like, who cares? It's a very, I'm a, my mind is always split in two. It's like one part of me is like, who gives a fuck? Why does it matter? It's just, it doesn't, it's not serious. Why am I taking myself so seriously? Why am I above this? But then the other part of me is like, I hate this. I don't find them entertaining. I don't like when I see these exact same videos of other people. I don't think they're funny. I don't think they're clever. Maybe it's just that I'm doing the bare minimum. And so I'm not taking pride in doing these things. So it's making me feel that way. Whereas like if I was actually spending time and thought and energy on like, huh, how could I do this in a creative, cool way, funny, like true to myself, maybe I wouldn't feel that way. But at least the two, I've literally done two of them. The two I've posted, I've, after posting them, I'm just like, oh, I feel gross. I feel dirty. And it's just silly because again, it doesn't matter who gives a fuck. It's not that big of a deal. But that's how I feel. So it's kind of funny. Like, I know that I'm not above doing that. It's not that serious. It's a TikTok, man. And there's ways to do it. So, like, again, you're not going to see me doing... I don't even know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? I mean you're not going to see me doing that stuff. But, like, using the trending sounds and, like, applying them to being a musician. And, like, yeah, that's great, but it's still fucking cheesy as shit. <sighs> But I'm still doing it. I'm trying to be consistent with it. I haven't been as good as I want to be, but it's all a process. That's another thing. My girlfriend has done an amazing job trying to instill in me 
And it's also last week was fun doing it with her. I got to figure out some technical issues. I think the mic she was using, something's wrong. I know when you, when you, when you hear me talk, you can kind of hear slight fuzz. That's because these are live mics. This mic. The only reason why I don't use the actual one is because I don't have one of the cool arms that all the other podcasters have that like bends it perfectly in front of your face and you can adjust it. I have a shitty mic stand that would make it go like this slowly throughout the episode and by the time the episode was done you wouldn't be able to hear me or you'd have to see me adjust it every five seconds. So, um, yeah, that uh, also needs some new cameras and stuff, lighting, whatever. It was the first shot at having a guest on here. Um. But anyways, something that she constantly instills in me is having grace with myself. And that's something that I've lacked my whole life, really. But especially with making TikToks and stuff, is I need to have some grace with myself. One, it's a new thing I just started doing. Obviously, at first, there's going to be problems to work out. And they're not all going to be amazing. They're not all going to have a bunch of views. So whatever. Okay. Two... I want to be consistent with it, but again, I just started doing this. Have some grace in myself. I literally felt guilty the other day because I didn't shoot one. Like, come on, dude. It's a t- what again? And then all the other stuff happened in my week where it's like, oh yeah, that's really not important. As much as I want to like do this, and I know it's important for my career and for what I'm ultimately pursuing. At the same time, something happens. None of it matters. So I'm trying to have grace in myself in a lot of ways. But specifically about in, in, in that realm of like being a content creator, I don't want to be an influencer. I just want people to pay attention to my music. And apparently, the only way to do that is to make cheesy videos of you being like, and then another angle of you, clearly also still you being like, and then the other person like, Wah. and then they'll listen to your music. Or at least that's what I'm told. So I'm trying to have grace myself because obviously... Whatever. It's fucking TikTok, man. I'm 28 years old, going on 29. Crazy to think about. You know, it's not, I mean, it's not, I shouldn't say it's not for people our age and my age. My mom's on TikTok. She fucking loves TikTok. What I'm saying is, like, I'm old enough to see how corny it is. So, obviously, I'm going to have these feelings. But at the same time, it's a necessary evil. I have to keep telling myself that and have grace in myself. That, like, dude, it's okay. No one's judging you. And even if they are, who gives a fuck? You know in your heart that you don't, you know, you don't care about this stuff. So it's weird. It's weird to be in a career centered around social media and hate social media so much. Like if I didn't, if I was just like working a normal office job, I don't think I'd have any social media app downloaded on my phone. Other than the fact that I'm a sports fan and like, like seeing like sports stuff and like updates on like things I'm not watching, but that I ca- that I have an interest in, and I guess music too. But even music, it's like I like listening to music. I don't care that much about like, you know, some of the other stuff. Some of the stuff I do. There's a lot of weird shit going on in the music industry right now. Obviously, the Kanye stuff. I'm not going to talk about it because I just don't have the energy. It's a shame. It sucks because. He's one of my idols, one of my main, huge, you know, one of the biggest inspirations to me, being a producer and a hip-hop artist, right, like, and a rapper. But, obviously, he's going through some stuff. I just don't know how much of it is him dealing with mental illness, which he admittedly has dealt with. 
but also denies and thinks that it was misdiagnosed and that he, he they did it just to drug him so he wouldn't be outspoken. I don't know how much of it is the mental illness and how much of it is that's just who he is. It's very tough to really... I don't know the answer, and I don't want to pretend. I don't know him as a human being, one-on-one in a room. I only see what everyone else sees. It's hard not to make a judgment of, oh, this guy is going through something mentally right now. And it seems like every few mo- every you know six months or every once a year he has something like this so and it sucks and and you know it sucks when any any time anyone is offended by something especially something that's worth being offended over like that is something i can understand there are things that we definitely overblow as a, as a society where it's like all right what are we doing here no one is really offended by this we're saying that it's possible someone could be and now this person is losing their entire livelihood over it. This is not that. This is, okay, he's saying things that clearly would be offensive to anyone of the Jewish faith. I understand. Anyways, that whole thing's been crazy, and then Offset this last weekend, um, or t- that's not, that was really dumb. Yeah, it is Offset. Okay, thank God. I just thought for a second I got the wrong ego. That shit is sad as hell. Anytime this shit happens, like, I gen, I don't know. That's one thing that really gets me. A lot of other terrible tragedies that happen in the world, for some reason, I can brush them off and kind of be like, oh, it's, the world is a crazy, scary, dangerous place. But for some reason, when, like, an artist like that gets shot and killed, it just, or just dies, like, overdoses on drugs, it may because it hits close to home in my, in the, fa- in the sense that, like, I admire this person for living out a very similar dream to mine and, like, having the world at their fingertips and being, this, like, you know, being young and successful and wealthy and living your dream and then having it all taken away in two seconds, it's, it's heartbreaking to me. But I don't know. I don't even know what to say on that. Any, anyway, I guess this was a Freudian slip of it stinks. Um any way you look at it, any angle you look at those kinds of situations is bad. So it's just really sad. It's just really sad. A lot of life ahead of him. I mean, it's no less sad when someone who is poor and 28, I think he's my age, 28, 29 years old, dies. But I'm saying it adds a different level to it when this person is living their dream and then it, like this lavish, incredible lifestyle and I don't mean the superficial thing. I don't mean like, oh, now he can't wear his chains because he's no longer with us. I'm saying like the freedom that comes with like choosing to live your dreams, like it's always admirable to me. And then to get it all ripped away because of something so dumb, it's just really fucking sad. And there are more, and I don't mean any disrespect to him, of course there are more important things going on in the world than this person, one person losing their life. But those are the things that always hit home to me, it seems. So that's really sad, and I I just hope everyone involved is okay. Um, it's really sad. I don't know how I got on that subject. Um, but, yeah, man, have grace with yourself. I'm just talking to myself. Have grace to yourself. Um, this week, this week sucked. And pretty sure next week will be better because it couldn't get much worse. 
again, in the grand scheme, the problems I faced this week were are nothing. But at the same time, they're not nothing. They are. They were problems to me in my life. It was just a rough, shitty week. But then again, what you think is a problem changes as soon as another problem arises that is much more serious. And I'm going to take this week as a lesson that things are not as bad as it seems. My life is really, really great. I need to slow the fuck down and look around and enjoy the things that I have around me while I can. And that doesn't mean that I need to stop pursuing and putting my all into the things that I love and the things that I want for myself and for my loved ones. But there's a way to do it while being happy. And I need to stop waiting for things to be okay to feel okay. And uh, this week really just humbled the shit out of me. And honestly, but it didn't until I sat down to talk today on the podcast because even this morning I woke up stressed and angry and worried about all kinds of things. But now being able to sit down and really think through things and talk through them, it uh, this week was just nothing more than a big lesson. What may be hopefully even a turning point in my life, thinking, oh man, it's all going to be okay, but if it's not, it just proves what is important and what's not. Um, and I just have to have faith that everything is going to work out. Uh, and I, th- I, I do have not just faith. I have belief that, that I guess faith and belief are kind of similar. Uh, I have belief that everything's going to be fine with that said, the possibility that it wouldn't be fine has put all those other, other worries that I have into perspective and the fender bender doesn't matter that much when I walked away from it completely fine and everything's okay and the water that was leaking all over my kitchen doesn't matter that much and now it's dry and gone completely and you know I gotta make sure I'm making enough money to eat and pay rent and stuff but uh, first and foremost is being healthy and alive so it's just everything gets put in perspective when you go through something that's actually serious and actually um, worth investing thought energy and time into just check on the people you love man hug them you just never know you just never know what someone's going through what someone's dealing with mentally but also health-wise they might not even know so you never know when you're going to get that i don't even i don't mean to sound so doom and gloomy it's not necessarily what i'm dealing with but it just makes you think about it you just never know when something's going to go wrong health-wise and I'm usually, like, the chances of that are so slim. Like, even, like, rare things that don't happen to younger people. Is like, the chances of that are so slim. Why would I worry about it? But the thing is, they do happen. And it just, you need to live your life in a way that is, that love comes first always. And, and compassion and, like, your relationships are really what matters. And so hug the people you love and call them and... Just check in on them and because you just never know when something's going to take a turn and you don't have the opportunity to do that anymore. Um, and this week just kind of reinforced that idea. It's, that's, that's something that I've learned the, the hard way in my life, losing my dad. But 
it's easy to like once you get over something like that, kind of lose the lesson in it. And not that I'm over losing my dad, but I mean I'm past some of the like intense moments of grief that I had for a long, long, long time. And I kind of live with it. And I've gotten it to a livable, manageable level of grief. But the lessons that came from losing my dad, I guess, got lost when I got to a livable, manageable uh, way of looking at it. And so this week was another reminder of, like, you just don't know. And there are certain things that are okay to be important to you sometimes, but they're not the end-all, be-all, most important things going on in your life. And the most important thing going on in your life is your life and the quality of it and the happiness of it and also the happiness and quality of your relationships and the health of the people that you love and stuff. So just hug your loved ones, kiss them, let love win always. It's And also don't get caught up on people that aren't going to be there for you when you need them. And sometimes people don't even know that you need them, but if they were in your life uh, and around you um, during the down times or during, you know, I don't know. If they didn't leave your life in the first place, they'd know you need them. And if they're not there now when you need them, well, what are you going to do? Fuck them. Um, I know I just said earlier, you can't really hold it against people, but, and you can't, but I guess what, that's what I mean by fuck them. Don't hold it against them, but well, they're not here. Don't get caught up on it. All you can do is, is do you be yourself, focus on the things that are really important to you, focus on the things that actually matter and keep pushing forward. It's another week of life, another Monday, another mental health Mondays. Last week fucking sucked. This week, I will not let suck that bad because even if there are things that go wrong in it, I will make sure my perspective is adjusted and remember the things that are most important to me, and that is loving those that love me and these symbiotic relationships that I have in my life and um, continuing to push myself forward in my career but just compartmentalizing the little stresses and worries I have, like I don't want to make another TikTok and realizing it's not that big of a deal, Uh, having grace for myself, and just keep moving forward. You got this shit. I got to remember I got this. You got to remember you got this. And if not, we got this. We got each other's back. Make sure you do keep some people around you that you can trust in, at least confide in, even if they don't give great advice. We all have friends that don't give the best advice, but even if they'll just listen for a second, that's helpful. And, um, you know, just keep moving forward. You got this shit. Thank you again for listening, and God willing, see you next week.